Stay tuned for an exclusive SFN Radio interview coming up next. Hi, welcome to SFN Radio's High Frequency with your host, Christy Walsh. So welcome listeners out there to High Frequency. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. My guest today is Anashawana, author of Galactic Gato Journals, a cosmic fantasy sci-fi adventure. We talk about the first in the series called Convergence. Anashawana was born in Naples, Italy, grew up around the globe, and is a true global citizen, and we both share our connections to Ecuador. She's launched into an expansive career of marketing, business development, and teaching and training, both in the U.S. and abroad. After many years, she has stepped away from the traditional to follow her heart's joy. She's authored many books, such as The Soul Series, Soul Liberating Forgiveness, Soul Energizing Messages, and Soul Nourishing Love and What My Dreams Mean, Your Personal Dream Guide, and The Weight Loss Game Changers, Make It So. She hosts a global internet radio show called Inspirations Expressed, creating a venue for guests to share their inspired expressions in all forms. But she didn't stop there. The joy of playing in all this communication and listening to inner guidance has led her into creating and directing the award-winning inspirational documentary, Real People, Real Shifts, which can be watched for free on YouTube. And you can always find out more about Anashawana and her work at HealthySoulCenters.com. So welcome, Anashawana. Oh, thank you, Christina. It's wonderful to be here today. I'm so glad you're here on High Frequency. Me too. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this book. It was really visual as I was reading. I just loved it. So I'd love to ask you, first off, where do you think creativity and this like dimensional shift is going to? Ooh, very interesting question. That's beautiful. Where I think creativity and I think it's opening up. And what I mean by that is it's expanding exponentially. It's always been there, but somehow I, I sense that whatever notion we had of limitations in accessing it or expressing it or even playing in it has, has dissipated. The, the veil has been lifted. And it just continues to unfold and expand so that these ideas or these notions, these inspirations are coming through a lot easier. And the idea of playing interdimensionally is, is now just, we're just on the cusp of that. And it's becoming more that we become, that we're, uh, what do I say, flexible, that we're becoming flexible and adaptable to that new sort of environment in which we can play now. So, for someone who hasn't really thought about what the dimensions mean to them or what the multiverse means to them, how would you describe going from, let's say, everyday, what we used to call everyday existence, let's say that's 3D, mm -hmm. third dimensional, into other dimensionals? Like, how would you sort of describe that? Uh, I would have to say that it's vibrational. And what I mean, it's frequency-based. So, for example, all of these dimensions exist simultaneously, and you are in all of those dimensions. We are in all of those dimensions simultaneously. It's just like tuning into a radio station, a frequency that's different. So there's one vibration, we'll say a third dimension vibration, has a certain frequency to it. Uh, if you would think of the participating part 
particles of light that uh, manifest become that physical co-creation of that dimension, it has a slower vibration to it. But slower doesn't mean worse or better, it just means slower. And so as you, as you quicken, as your vibration, as you hold more light, that speed of those, uh, the speed of those participating particles of light then are faster and you tune in and experience them differently. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now, like, oh, that's right. Many dimensions all at the same time. Yes. And, and tuning <laughs> in, playing in those dimensions is, it's playing in the universe, but playing in those dimensions, it's like we have to remember how to do that because there is the aspect of us that is in that dimension already that knows how to, but sort of... Um, I don't know, funneling it perhaps would be the way to say it, funneling it into your conscious knowing as this uh, physical human is, uh, is, is taking, it, it journeys into our conscious awareness at different paces and different ways. And so sometimes, for example, in your dreams, it'll come through first. Or uh, for, for you, for example, you know that uh, being clairvoyant or psychic information is, is another dimensional way to play. Yeah. Well, I have noticed with the people around me that people sort of change shapes in front of me. Oh. I don't want to call it transfiguration because that's too – that's talking to sort of this dimension. It's more um, – that seems like a harsh word to me when I say it, but it doesn't have to be, right. I guess. But I, I'm seeing more than just colors around a person. You know, yeah. I'm seeing other things about them. And uh, maybe that's, you could call it a veil. You know, maybe they're looking like a soldier for one second and then, you know, something animalistic the next. And what I loved about this book is that you got to play in that field of energy of nature and sort of the animal kingdom. And, you know, we have them all separate in 3D right now. There's the crystal kingdom and the trees are over there and the fish are over there. But but in in reading it, I just kept getting that that vibration that it's, oh, it's all one thing. It's all one thing. Yes, <laughs> it's all one thing, and and you have this idea that, well, you can you can kind of get a, a feel for that everything that you see in this physical configuration, this physical co-creation, this manifested reality, has has its origins in all other dimensions. So, for example, you know cats. In, in this dimension, felines in this dimension of, of the human reality, the, the earth dimension, for example, is you have that notion. But then when you see, when you see uh, Gatawea as this main character and she's a feline ET in another dimension, and she's still in this dimension, in the human dimension, she's one form, she's a human form, but in another dimension, she's a feline. In another dimension, she's a, a, a different entity, a different being. And so a Palladian, for example. Uh, and so you get to realize that that number one, you exactly, we are all one. And and the other thing is number two that. Uh, you don't have to be freaked out about that, you know, <laughs> like there's there's so much more to playing in that and opening yourself up to these other aspects of you that may be experienced differently than what you're what you're accustomed to right now. 
just so cool. <laughs> and I do think that's a little bit newer to me than, um, let's say, where where things were in 2012. I guess mm. I feel I do feel that sort of opening up of of the ability to look at all of those different vibrations. But I'd love to hear about your inspiration behind your main character. Oh, <laughs> well, what I liked about her, Gatawea, is... How'd she come to you? <laughs> she, uh, she came to me as, um, as me. She mm-hmm. came to me as me, as a different dimensional aspect of me. And yet, there were some things that people, that I could relate to in terms of, for her, for her discovery, her self-discovery, and her, um, the notion that she does exist simultaneously in other dimensions and that it's all new to her and how to journey from one dimension to another, dimension jumping. And yeah. so she came to me in sort of like a, a way of an inspiration. And, and I've always connected with the feline energy, no matter what. <laughs> I, I've just loved the feline energy. And it's... Um, there's something about her that's so curious and becoming so self-aware and powerful. Yeah, I noticed the power piece. Mm. And uh, I think that was a really beautiful, I guess, unfoldment of where you're actually feeling that um, it's a different kind of power than we think about or talk about currently it's different absolutely christina and you know that was the the key behind this we have um we've been told so many different stories and they get repeated uh with well you know in religions it is that way right but also on a on a galactic or universal way well in movies of course we have the bad ets always coming here to control us and then even with light workers, you hear very similar stories of ETs coming here, creating a slave race, or they're controlling us and this and that and the other. And, and uh, uh, the notion that, um, you know, that they're out there warring and, uh, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Star Trek, but they still continue with that notion of that, you know, that there's these ETs are all out there sharing the universe, but they, they can't live together somehow. <laughs> they have to kill each other, or control each other. And that was what I wanted to do with this book. I wanted to create a different possibility because there are infinite possibilities. And if you notice, as you, as you read through it, you notice that in every dimension, they, there's this love that goes on. There's this, this different way of co-creating or coexisting, And although maybe some of them don't necessarily mix and mingle, that they're, they're not out to get each other or hurt each other. There's a, a, a prevailing love that is the, the core essence of the universe. And, you know, people or beings, all these different entities maybe are going through uh, different experiences with collapsing worlds or stars, you know, wherever they live, and how others are coming to assist them. So it's a very different kind of notion because I wanted to put a different story out there. Yeah. I know. I catch myself all the time in stories that aren't really mine mm-hmm. or repeating stories that aren't 
they really aren't what I believe anymore. <laughs> it's so funny, but if I if I just let them be stories, then it's okay. Yes. You know, and then and like you're saying it you're you can open the possibilities for a different story. And you know, we always say this thing about Shakespeare that all the stories ever been written, they've all been written. Yeah. I don't know what the, exactly the quote is, but like uh-huh. thanks to Shakespeare, all the stories have been written, so why bother? <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially if you're going to stick to the old themes, right? But we've entered into such a different frequency in 2013. It really plays into that notion that, hey, wait a minute, maybe we really do have a different story that we're living out here. And maybe it really is based on love and joy and participation in a very, and that to me is more powerful than anything. What I loved about the story was that it was so accessible. There's something about the way that you were writing that I jumped right in and didn't make that separation of, oh, this is sci-fi fantasy. I just sort of jumped in and got right involved. It felt normal. That's great. <laughs> well, then that's talking to you on a another level. Like I use the word uh, a metaphysical adventure, too, uh, and the words, and and. That is because it does have this metaphysical element to it that we've attributed to or written off to science fiction. And I think probably some uh, really diehard sci-fi fans would be disappointed that there's no galactic fighting and, you know, and, and rampages. But they might enjoy just being exposed to the different cultures of these galactic beings. Yeah. And it comes back to that idea of power and love mm-hmm. and, and power as a like an illumination source, I guess. Yes. You know, it's a source of, of energy. Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and also... I, there was something happening with abilities. Like we think about our human bodies as having certain abilities and um, we can taste and touch and smell and, you know, we have these sort of uh, human powers, right? Mm -hmm. But it seemed in reading the book, like, wait a minute, what if there were other things I could do? Yeah, right? And I think that's what we're heading into. In my documentary, Real People, Real Shifts, was really opening up that possibility that as we continue to make our evolutionary shifting, our capacity to expand beyond where we are right now is is there and is, is going to flourish or is becoming. And, uh, and that's exactly by the book in some ways is painting that picture of possibilities. Because as, the, as Gatueya, as she becomes more aware, somehow that moves into more of the awareness of her human aspect, Kitty, and, uh-huh. and Kitty becomes more aware in her abilities, too. And somehow she's, she's and I'm sure you can relate to this, Christina, where there's been some type of inspiration that you to uh, somehow 
do something or or express something and you're you're not sure exactly where that came from but you also there's no denying it because if you resist it then you just feel kind of icky but if you follow it because it really feels joyous to your heart then you feel like wow I don't know where that came from but <laughs> that was really awesome and that connection between your higher aspect and you in this human form then is is opening and expanding and so that's where I sense we are going as this the human species on earth because there are galactic humans and other planets but human species on on planet earth that's where we're moving into is becoming much more of that universal human and our abilities are expanding little by little yeah yeah, I think something's going on between time mm-hmm. and it's speeding up and the ability to sort of be in different energies during the day. And there is like that no sense of time thing at the same time. Absolutely. You're spot on about that. And why is that? Because really, uh, while most people might think that we're still in the third dimension, we've really shifted into a fourth dimension and we're headed toward fifth. Fourth has all of the appeal, all of the look, all of the the sameness that the third dimension has, uh, yet there's uh, some of the the emotional bodies, the energetic bodies and um, that we're that we're working through, but time and space is malleable in this fourth dimension. And we're learning or understanding this illusion called time that we set as part of the parameters for a third dimension existence. We're, we're, it's becoming more malleable in the sense that you, you feel like exactly what you're saying is it's speeding up. But what is that speeding up? Once again, that's those particles of light. Those participating particles of light are moving faster. It's a frequency. It's faster and faster. So that's why it feels like time is, is flying by because it's essentially dissipating. And what happens when time dissipates? You truly live or exist in this knowingness of that now is now is eternal is is ongoing and um this nowness this it's expanded nowness has always existed and you realize that time was just part of the the agreement to that co-creation of a third dimension experience so that you could have this a feeling of of cycles because the universe does operate on cycles but other dimensions don't experience time the way that we do and I'm noticing a new change in the way I look at separation, mm-hmm. um, where I'm seeing sort of the 3D aspect of that, where, you know, part of the separation of, let's say, light frequency was, let's say, to label something a chair. And then in front of me, there's this chair. It's like the separation part was giving me the form part. Mm of what was hanging out in 3D. But going into sort of these vibrations where the form isn't as um, necessary or important or exciting or it's just, it's really, it's different. I, I don't know how to describe it except that I see just things more colorfully, I guess. That's really beautiful, actually. Be, and as you say that, what you're really doing, is, from my perspective, is you're relating to the whole 
understanding or the whole knowing that we're all from same source. We're all source energy. We're all source consciousness. We're all source love. And I don't mean that source is some separate entity. We are that. We are simply an individuated expression of that and how the participating particles of light are choosing to manifest is completely based on our consciousness and the experience that we desire to have. So as you say, it's almost like erasing the vocabulary because if you erase the layers of the vocabulary, instead of calling it a chair and you actually see this as a reflection of you, this is source consciousness, no matter what form it's in, it's still all energy, it's all still source consciousness. And when you get down to that very core, you're operating or you're existing in the consciousness of that core source frequency. And there is no difference. It just becomes, um, you, you can feel that, that however the particle of light has chosen to participate as you, as a reflection of you in some form, then you, you begin to peel away those layers and really connect with it on a very, very core level. That You can't get any deeper than that. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I've been a little bit worried about my connection to the earth, and I guess that's why, mm. is that I, that was just another story. Well, you know, it's because, and, and I think it's very natural for humans um, to think of themselves as separate from everything, and even light workers still see themselves as, uh, you know, these spiritual beings having human experiences, and I know for the longest time that's how I viewed it, but really... When you think of it, we're spiritual beings having spiritual experiences no matter what it is. So whether it's this dimension or any dimension, whether you're doing the dishes, washing your hair, or cooking, or working, or doing the energy, it's all spiritual experience. And it's your creation of that experience. And once you get past the notion that there's something derogatory or there's something less than by being a human, then uh, that's when you can really focus on how, how expansive we truly are. And once again, that's where that inner true power comes from. So amazing. <laughs> so what about, where do you think the Galactic Got To Journals are going? So this one was convergence, and I think there's more on the way. You know, when I when I wrote it, I didn't say that it would be, but I allowed myself to be open to it because I felt like, well, you haven't gotten to the ending, perhaps, but and I don't want to do a <laughs> what is that one where you tell the ending? I don't want to do that. Uh, spoiler, alert. <laughs> spoiler, yeah, exactly. No spoiler alert here. But when you get to the end of it, you realize still that there's, there could be more. And if it leaves you wanting more, then, then I've done my job as a, as a writer. And, uh, and I, I sense that there could be more because we are evolving. And so as we evolve, we're not the only ones evolving as a species or as in, you know, Earth. All, we're, we're all evolving and our whole universe is constantly in a state of evolution. And I just sense that there's so much more to be expressed and explored in that. Yes, because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of bliss. <laughs> and uh, I know that 
Uh, everybody has different experiences, although there might be some common ones, especially in the physical body. The emotional and mental energetic bodies, uh, you know, everybody's working through that. They're, they're clearing, they're, they're healing, they're integrating uh, this lifetime, other lifetimes that are occurring simultaneously that are in the, uh, the soul's matrix, memories that require, that require to be shifted into a higher frequency. And at the same time, the physical body is what, when you think about what existence is in this physical form and think of shifting into an existence on this planet, because Earth is shifting to a 5D existence. And in that, she's doing it in a way that makes it easier for us to adjust to that. But uh, we are so accustomed to being in a certain way that it, sometimes our own resistance to it is just getting in our own way. So we, if we just allow ourselves to let the unfolding, for example, if you're, if you're one who is very specific about your diet and suddenly you're finding yourself eating in ways that you just never thought of before or you felt guilty about, Perhaps if you just listen to the body and allow it to do what it needs to do, if it means sleep or food or whatever that is, then um, then you're, you're not resisting as much and you're allowing it to flow easier. But I do know it, it's impactful and changing from a, a human 3D body to a 5D body is definitely a lot of tugging and a pulling. Yeah, it seems like we just got to lighten up, you know, yeah. when somebody comes up to you and says, oh, God, just lighten up. Yeah. And you don't want to because you're like really, you know, into some way of thinking. You don't want to change your mind. Yeah. But I feel like the earth is asking us to be like, hey, lighten up. You know what? And that's precisely it, Christina. That is it. it the whole lighten up because as you allow, allow your body to hold more light, it vibrates at a faster frequency. And that's what, that's what makes um, existing in another dimension far easier because you can't take – you can't take the old heavy stuff with you into a higher vibration. You just, it doesn't happen. So many of us are sort of bombarded by the stories outside of ourselves. And it's hard to, or it's a dance between what's important to me and my universe of my human body and my spiritual self and, and all of that. And then, oh my gosh, what else is going on in this world, on this planet? Mm. You know, who's doing what to who now? <laughs> and do I need to be concerned? <laughs> And it, and it feels strange to be like, wait a minute, I'm going to focus on me right now. Mm -hmm. Just I'm going to let the rest of the people on Mother Earth to just do their thing, and I'm going to concentrate on me. And and I think it's just a programming yeah. of like, maybe it's a light worker thing where you're not you're always supposed to give and not think about yourself, and it becomes this weird. I don't know. It doesn't have to be. It's just that I notice there's these pockets of energy where, you know, I need to be interviewing someone right now or I need to be concentrating on my next little piece of spiritual development or um, communing with nature or whatever and it seems like there's this there's still a little bit of that push and pull between me and the outside world and what I should focus on yeah I, I think that's a really beautiful way to express it because I think most people feel that way and I've gone through that too what I've come to understand, and this is just my perspective and from my experience, what I've come to understand is that none of it's separate. 
And while I may not be on the other side of the world fighting and, you know, torturing people, I am still a part of the collective co-creation of this reality. And so what I can do and what I can do for the world, because sometimes you just feel so darn helpless, or like you said, you might even have some of that guilty feeling if you're just focused on you. But in reality, more of the reality is that if you focus on you, then that's exactly what you're doing because we are all connected, then you're healing everyone else. And one of my favorite, or everything else that's in this, this, um, this dimension, and one of my favorite uh, ways of making that connection is uh, with Ho'oponopono, which is the ancient Hawaiian tradition of, of healing. And it's just really four simple sentences. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And a lot of times people have a difficulty with that because they're thinking, well, I didn't do anything or they're feeling really righteous about whatever whatever occurred between them and another person. Or it's like, well, that's another part of the world. But if you get into the habit, it's like for Reiki, uh, Reiki practitioners, if you get into the habit of, of being Reiki or being love or being in this place where you're, you're um, accepting that you're a a co-creator of all of this, then then what you can what you're doing is when you're healing yourself, you're healing everyone because we are all one. There is no separation. So Anashawana, where can folks get the book? They can go to Amazon.com. They can get it on Kindle uh, as a Kindle ebook, and all you have to do is type in Galactic Gato Journals. And uh, it'll come up as paperback or as a Kindle ebook. Also, just in case uh, anybody wants to see, there is a trailer for Galactic Gato Journals. It's on Amazon or on YouTube. Just type it in. All right. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much. And people can find you at HealthySoulCenters.com if they're having uh, something <laughs> go amiss in the multiverse and they need some counseling, uh, you can help them remember who they are. So thank you so much for playing with us today on High Frequency, and uh, we're going to talk to you soon. Thank you. It's been a great pleasure, Christina.